Hello everybody, selamat sejahtera Malaysia, Tacha Hao, welcome everyone. I will learn more Malaysian greetings in the future, yeah? <laughs> so this is your girl, AG. Welcome back to 2021. Um, if you're listening into the Sambal Pod, a Malaysian youth-based podcast where we talk about anything that screams youths. Basically, anything about youths. About how inspiring our Malaysian youths can be, about so many social issues, or any issues that youths nowadays should take attention upon. We are here to give our thoughts about it. Who are we? We are also a group of Malaysian youths, a group of crazy university students, where we just want to share our thoughts about what the youths think about what the world is today. So yeah, if you are curious to hear our thoughts, tunggu apa lagi? Tune in! Instagram of people like her, you get to, you know, you see Instagram of like gorgeous people like her and you're just like, oh wow, will I ever get a chance to talk to people like this? You know, I mean, like honestly, that's, I guess that's what some people would think, you know, at first. But yeah, we have Zoe on the show. Hello, welcome there. Hi, that was such a sweet introduction. Oh my gosh, you've got me blushing. <laughs> well, it's, I guess it's kind of cool, uh, cool that you, you know, I can't see your face, so. <laughs> Hi there, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. I mean, it could have been better if we can get out by now, but, you know, the oh, pandemic yeah, sure. and all. Mm, okay, I guess we are doing the best we can. At least we are privileged enough to still have a roof above our heads. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah and being able to record this, like, yes. having the equipment, like, the, yeah. even though not major equipment, we still have the ability to do this. So, you know, it's not all that bad. Mm, yeah, it's not all that bad. At least I get to talk to strangers through a podcast. <laughs> I guess it's not all bad. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we'll start on with some check-in questions. Um, oh, wow. This question sounds a bit a bit deep, but um, I, I just want to throw it out there. So your first question is going to be, what's your definition of evil? I know it's deep, but yeah. Oh, wow. I, I thought we were going right into the topic. This is deeper. Was, oh, no. Evil. Okay. Okay. Uh, my definition of evil is doing something knowing how it's going to affect people and knowing it's going to be there's knowing it's going to badly affect people around you but doing it anyway for your own selfish gains like i can understand doing it for like the better good i mean for the what's the term i can't i can't speak english right now like you know <laughs> for the good of everyone such like that but e- true evil i feel is knowing how bad it's going to affect people around you, strangers, and just going to the hell with it. I want to do it just for the hell of doing it. Okay. Okay, cool. So, yeah, second question is going to be, what movie title best describes your life? Oh, my Lord. Uh, uh, oh, my gosh. Now, these are the questions I wish I had prepared. <laughs> No worries. I, the reason why we did not give you these questions earlier so that we can just get your random answers, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, angels and demons, I guess. Why? Because like, in my life, it's just like, it, it's been like, it's such a, it's like a roller coaster, and I'm just like, is this, is this person an angel? Are they a demon? And I'm just like, on this constant journey to figure out who is a good person and who is a bad person. And I don't know how my life came to that, but you know, mm. that's how okay. it is. 
Okay, cool, cool. I mean, that's a cool answer. You see, the reason why we throw on the spontaneous question so that we get to know you a bit more better. And I feel like this is more, <laughs> more fun, actually. But of course, if let's say there were questions, um, you know, after this, which you wish to skip, then, you know, we can just move forward. No worries. This is a safe That's no, okay. Hit yeah. me with all those questions. All right, we're going here for total <laughs> honesty. Okay, so um, the third question is going to be... Um, Okay, let's see a fun one, yeah. Why the qu the questions can you are kind of deep though? I mean, like I don't know why the questions today are kind of deep. Um, okay, this is a bit fun, I think. What's the most interesting place you've been to? Oh, okay, that I've been to. Ooh, okay, it's a tie between New Zealand and Nepal. Okay. Nepal, I went when I was a kid because, like, we my parents are big into nature my dad especially ah. so we went trekking around the Himalayas and it was a very eye-opening experience oh, wow. of seeing you know like you know coming out of Malaysia we're just surrounded by mountains and you just realize how insignificant you are in the big picture mm -hmm. like I mean like I realized something else later on but in that moment I was like 14 years old and I was just like wow like there's so many things bigger than me and that began my whole philosophical life and then last year I went off to New Zealand and it was just for a very similar reason. It was just so beautiful and it was just so untouched. It's just like, man, humans really mess everything up, don't they? <laughs> because like everything yeah. could be so beautiful and so well taken care of if they took the effort to and New Zealand showed me that. Mm. But, you know, it was just like, man, people are really that greedy. <laughs> yeah, everyone wants the power. So yeah, everyone does want the power and the money, man. Yeah money is the new god now apparently so it is kind of that's kind of sad but yeah i mean like, especially for someone like me i haven't got a chance to travel much because my parents are always busy and they were the type who were like until until like 18 years old i was not allowed to travel even with my friends even to go hang out with my friends you know i was like my parents were very old protective in that way so only after 18 you know i no i mean like only after 20 actually they, they i mean only after 18 i could hang out with my friends but only after 20 they were like if you had to go traveling with your friends okay like they start giving the green light and only when they get the green light this whole pandemic happened so i was like oh yeah cool like you know i was waiting for this for like years you know to just go travel anywhere and nope that did not happen so okay okay i mean i mean i guess i don't know there must be a silver lining in here somewhere so yeah let's just wait where would you go where would where um, would you go if you had the chance anywhere if money wasn't an op like a problem uh, i know i know time. i know i know um honestly i'm just a fan of theme parks so i guess i would just go to any disneyland or probably i'll, I'll probably choose the disneyland florida if money is really like not an option right you can just like splurge right so yeah I'm, I'm, some... i love these kind of things you know theme parks universal studios those are ki my kind of thing yeah <laughs> as someone who's been to florida i think yeah. you really love universal studios oh okay the, the roller coasters there are just top tier. Mm, I've heard that too. Oh, if only the borders could reopen. <laughs> and Polly had money, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, but yeah, I mean, like, yeah, money is also very important, a you know, very, very important factor. But it's mm -hmm. okay. I mean, let's see. Maybe, maybe we, maybe we all can travel one day. I mean, uh, I mean, like, honestly, at this point, I just feel that getting to travel anywhere out of Malaysia, I'm just happy already. It's not honestly. You know, yeah, not no. I mean, like it doesn't have to be some top top tier place anyway. It just like you know anywhere. I guess anywhere out of Malaysia would would be okay. So yeah, anywhere rather than being at home, you know, stuck within these four walls of being at home. So 
Yeah. Yo, trust me. I'd rather I'd, I'd be happy going to Langkawi at this point. Like, <laughs> I know, right? I, don't I feel know. like yeah, even going to Langkawi is no. Honestly, right? Um, the reason why I love to, you know, um, uh, like I told you just now, I am actually studying at a uni very far from where I'm actually based, right? The reason why I decide to apply for far universities and all because I want to have the chance to travel through that way. But yeah, I mean, like honestly, having the chance to just go back to my uni. It's probably it's probably even going to be good enough already. But okay, <laughs> we can't. It's no use talking about that. But yeah, to to those listening in, please go get you know, please go get your vaccine, guys. I mean, like, please. Oh yeah, for sure. Please do. Honestly, yeah. Honestly, the things the rumors I've heard about how this vaccine work really make me want to like question it. Anyone pay attention in biology? Does anyone actually know how mRNA works? Yeah, I uh, yeah you heard the mRNA rumor, right? I mean, like honestly, did these people go to high school? I mean, these people. Okay, like, I'm trying to assume that these people did not take science stream, so they did not take biology. You know, I'm trying to assume that. You know, so like you know, sangkabai kind. So yeah, okay, maybe they did not take biology. Maybe that's why you know a lot of people are getting so hyped up with this kind of rumors. But honestly, guys, what I want to say is just do your research you know even on some part we try to uh, we try to uh, focus on more issue regarding this vaccine and all and yeah guys do your research and you know it doesn't it's not all bad and don't try to make this political lah. i mean like honestly i mean yeah, like for real why why do Malaysians have to make all these kind of things political like how is this vaccine in any way political so like yeah i mean like come on malaysia you guys want to be safe too right so it's even more safe having the vaccine than just walking around without any sense of, you know, without, without any sense of protection. So, yeah, it, wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> Yo, that, that's what confuses me about Malaysians. You're so worried about the side effects. And they'll see, like, you know, like the spiciest sambal. I'll be like, oh, you know, I'll just, like, I'll deal with the effects later. Like, yeah. even, your Panad- <laughs> even your Panadol has side effects. Like, really, you're getting so worked up. You want zero side effects. Eating, you know, the spicy pepper and everything, that's going to give you side effects too, man. Yeah. Like, if you eat too much french fries, you're going to get a side effect also. Eat too much of soy, go get thirsty. That's a side effect, isn't it? I mean, like, yeah, honestly, when you put it to that perspective, like, I mean, everything has to be done in moderation, lah. And, yeah, everything has its own side effects. Like, you feel like, you know, for those who love coffee so much, you feel like that there's no side effects? Like, come on, guys. There are side effects. No matter, like, if you... Like medicine, especially, if you don't say, like, food doesn't have any side effects. Panadol has side effects. I don't know. I can't remember any other medicine right now, but like your, you can't take too much of this food, po- I mean, your food poisoning medicine. Even if you take the food poisoning medicine, you may get a headache. You may feel bloated. Stuff like that. That's all side effects. Like, oh, if you get sleepy, you know, side effect, but we just take the medicine anyway, you know? Yeah. That's, that's what modern medicine is for. You know, it helps us get over stuff like this real quick, you know? And it's just, it's just so insulting to modern medicine where people are just like, mm, yeah, it's fake. Like, Honestly, like, tell it to someone who has polio, you know, or has, mm. who's, if smallpox was still a thing. I think it is now because people have stopped taking the vaccine and I'm just like, why? It was working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, people have stopped taking vaccine because, I don't know, we suddenly, I feel right, sometimes, right, I don't know, should I blame or hate social media, but I mean, like, I mean, like, sure, sure, social media is a good place for everyone to get their exposure, for everyone to get more knowledge. I feel like social media just opened the gaps to so much, you know, to so much of things that would have been so 
you know, which have, which would have been so inaccessible if let's say, you know, if let's say you were not, especially for those who are probably not from, you know, a good financial background. I feel like social media opened a lot of barriers and yeah, now everything is accessible. You can, you can just, yeah, you can basically learn whatever you want to learn, but that does not qualify you to be doctors. I don't know why we have a lot of self-made doctors nowadays. You know, apparently, I mean, like, I, I'm not giving any hate to religion. Okay, I respect all religions. I come from a religious background as well. But honestly, trying to use religion as, you know, as a say or trying to use religion as an excuse, you know, to like defy modern medicine and stuff. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know, guys. I mean, yeah, I guess we, you know, I guess we're supposed to be, you know, we're supposed to give you all subjective opinions. But honestly, I just want to urge you guys to, like, think about it. Like, you know, whatever, all this anti-vaccine movement and all, is it really worth it? Like, you know, is what you're believing in really true? So, yeah, I mean, like, if let's say you feel that's true, then yeah, I mean, like, you do you, right? So do whatever you want to do. But honestly, um, I don't think it would hurt to just like take a step back and rethink back, you know, free from any stigmas to just like rethink back on what you believe in because I feel like sometimes we all need that. So, so yeah, I mean, like, honestly, do rethink back, you know, because honestly, this hate on modern medicines, you know, saying that modern medicines are rubbish and all. Yes, of course, I agree. Modern medicines, they do have their own side effects. And yes, of course, there are some things that can be rectified with traditional medicines. But I mean, like, honestly, if to, to the guys who believe that you can, you can cure COVID by drinking hot water and you don't believe in vaccines. Like, honestly, what is that about? Seriously? Yeah, I honestly, I don't understand why we're so averted to modern medicine. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'll take honey and lemon every time I have a sore throat or, you know, chew on a mint leaf if I feel nauseous because, yeah, it works. Mm -hmm. But there are certain things where, you know, like, okay, antibiotics can really help with, you know, bacterial stuff and all that. Like, there's a reason we put alcohol on our wounds because we know that germs exist and we don't want things to get infected. Mm -hmm. Like science has proven so much and people have devoted their lives into proving that this works and to, you know, make living easier. And someone who, you know, just scroll through a WhatsApp group wants to say, mm, no, it's fake. Like, yeah. What's that group? I mean, like, honestly, I think all like, every, all Malaysians nowadays, right, you don't you don't need to go to universities to get your degree. Like, just go to... Oh, no, no. You just need a WhatsApp group. Yeah. WhatsApp university know, with the aunties, the uncles, yeah, oh all of them with the videos talking about how, how hot water helps. And what I've heard from, like, medical experts is that hot water and steam it helps alleviate the symptoms. So if you feel like if, a, if you have a dry throat, of course, steaming your face is going to seem like it's helping, but it doesn't cure COVID. It just makes it seem like it's better. It's not going to make you less of a carrier. And people are just getting this so twisted and they're not even checking like, you know, proper medical journals, not listening to proper doctors. I don't know what doctors they're listening to. And I'm listening to these people on the internet. I'm like, even my basic biology that I studied in high school tells me that this is fake. Like I've got, this it doesn't make sense. Like make it make sense, bro. Yeah, I know. Which is why, you know, which, which, which makes me wonder so much. You know, is it true that not a lot of Malaysians are in STEM? Like, I don't know. If, did we have more 
more Malaysians in the art stream compared to the science stream when you guys were in school? Or did you guys just suddenly forgotten your basic biology? I don't know. But anyway, guys, we're not here to talk about this. <laughs> we just wanted to, you know, give a bit of insight what's happening in Malaysia. Yeah, it's very sad. But yeah, let's get on to this. Um, We're going to talk about a very interesting topic today. A very common topic. To be honest, when I proposed this topic, um, the cynical side of AG, <laughs> the cynical side of me just felt that should we really talk about this? Because this is a very common issue. I mean, like, everyone knows it happens. And yeah, I mean, like, would, would, would us, you know, would us talking, you know, would we, you know, when we decide to talk about it, would it really give an impact? We know that this issue has been here for so long. But then, um, yeah, I read some, I read some stupid news the other day. So, and yeah, I do have, we all have our fair shares of discrimination. I've had my fair share of colorism as well. So yeah, I just felt that this topic is very relevant. And yeah, even though we do, even though you guys would have heard about this topic in some other podcast or like, you know, in, in any sort of media, the thing is, you know, no matter how much we grow tired listening about this issue, this issue still exists. And a lot of people out there, you see a lot of, even a lot of, you know, it can even be our friends, you know, a lot of people out there are still suffering with this issue. So the issue that we're going to talk about, which is body shaming. Body shaming has been something so, I don't know, something so poignant in the, especially in the Asian society, like, no hate, I'm an Asian as well, but I mean, like, despite Asian Asian, you know, despite the Asian culture, any Asian culture telling us to be all good and wise and, you know, you know, to abide by the rules, to be all religious and cultured, we do have, you know, we do have our flaws as well. And I think this is one of our biggest flaws. We still have those mindset of, you know, those who are white, those who are white skin or more fairer skin to be more smarter than, you know, the darker ones. We... I mean, like, even in, you know, I do get a lot of, like, I do have the, you know, concern of many of my friends who are a bit on the bigger side, you know, when it comes to their weight. And a lot of them, you know, a lot of them express their worries saying that, you know, I'm scared, like, you know, I'm fat, will I get a job? You know, like, you know, these kind of things honestly start affecting media of lives. So, and a lot of people deal with a lot of self-esteem issues because of this. So, yeah. Uh, I'm going to start on this conversation, you know, before talking of what um, body shaming is, I just want to say that body shaming is something we all go through. It's not something only a certain particular person go through. I've had my, I've also had my days, even though I'm not someone who really cares about beauty. Uh, I mean, like, honestly, guys, I'm someone who gets dragged to skincare shops and then, and then just try to get away. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I'm not someone who enjoys this kind of things. I don't enjoy um, taking care of my face. I mean, like, like, okay, it can be relaxing and all self-love and stuff, right? But, you know, doing it every day is not something I am apparently raging enough to do. So, yeah, you know, I, honestly, for me, going into the body shop or Watson's, that's like my biggest nightmare. But enough about that. <laughs> I just want to say that, um, you know, body shaming has been an issue not only suffered by you know, the average us. But there's been an issue that everyone is insecure of. We are always insecure of one tiny thing. And, 
you know, with social media, yeah, you know, it just doesn't make things better. You know, we see, you know, it doesn't matter whether they're using filters or they're not using filters and all. Just seeing one, you know, gorgeous like model look and all is enough to sometimes just make you feel that, you know, I'm useless, like my teeth, my teeth is terrible or like, you know, my skin is terrible or like I'm short, I'm tall, I'm fat, I'm thin, I'm too slim, you know. There's always something to, you know, to pay, to to pick a bone with with your bodies. So yeah, um, Lana Kondo, who is some, I think some, an actress that a lot of people is familiar in. She acted in To All the Boys I've Loved Before series. She has a hype, because, especially after the third movie came out and all. So yeah, um, even, you know, even a very high profile actress like her has, you know, has just recently revealed that she has been dealing with body dysphoria. You know, I mean, yeah, body dysphoria is actually, um, is actually, um, yeah, it's actually, uh, I'm not, it's not, it's not a disease, but it's, yeah, it's not a disease, but how, how should I phrase it? Yeah. It's basically. Right, so, okay. okay. Body with dysmorphia disorder is a mental health disorder in which you can't stop thinking about more one perceived defects or flaws in your appearance. So you may think it's the biggest flaw on you when other people are like, I don't even notice it like, until yeah. you point it out. And even then, like it's gone out of your head in the next second. Yeah. So a lot of people who have like, you know, eating disorders or, you know, so many people I even know cannot stand to look at themselves in the mirror they genuinely believe they're just that foul to look at and it's really really sad mm. and they especially when people like Lana Condor who's you know she's famous I can't imagine how many haters she may have who may comment on her body who may comment on her height who may comment on her features and that's super toxic you know yeah yeah yeah, I, I do agree. And yeah, I like, you know, like, like, like what Zoe said, the most pathetic part is that they truly believe that, you know, there's something wrong with them, which they just makes it even more worse. I mean, like, I mean, like, you know, people are really toxic outside, you know, the world is already toxic enough, but to have you actually believing that you, you know, to have you, you know, you, you yourself, like, you know, you are supposed to be like your biggest cheerleader because you know that this world life can be really shitty at times but then to have you yourself criticizing you and yeah it's very sad but I mean honestly aren't we all a victim of it at times you know obviously they are we always have those moments where you know we feel that oh, why do we have that one pimple or you know why we have gained more weight and stuff so yeah um you know the, I think it's very important to talk about this and yeah it's I feel it's very brave for her to actually to actually acknowledge it and to actually even share this to the public because I feel that most of times we don't even realize that we're doing it I mean like do share your thoughts on that okay so comparing body dysmorphia to you know like or looking at someone say like oh this pimple is obvious I feel that's like comparing depression to being sad sometimes okay. or someone who has anxiety to being nervous it's it's a whole different level and I honestly don't agree when you said it's pathetic it's just it's very it's very demotivating okay. and it's just it's it's so hard to overcome without you know like cognitive behavioral therapy or maybe holistic therapy if that works for some people because they have to literally change how their brain is perceiving them and of course in today's world with social media 
everyone is you're opening yourself to everyone and you're also seeing everyone else and that can make someone be even more insecure if they suffer from body dysmorphia they'd be like oh why can't my smile be more like this why can't my body be more like that and it's really something that i feel that people have to acknowledge can't just be swept under the rug you know i feel like in the asian community especially we're very very resilient to change and more thought about mental illnesses and this is definitely something that you know we should normalize especially for something like this because it literally involves you changing how your brain works and honestly if we do it by ourselves it's going to be like putting duct tape duct tape on a tire it's mm. only a very temporary fix this is honestly something you need guidance for you need someone else to help you do it and yeah it it's sad that you know people feel so shit about body image sorry about my language yeah, it's yeah. awful i mean i have my days as well as i've said on my instagram i do suffer from eating disorder it's not really body dysmorphia but i do understand it in that sense where you really have changed how your brain works and that's so hard to do because your brain controls you this is what has been bringing you up in a way for the past for your whole life and you're just supposed to turn around and say yeah i'm not listening to you it's it's really hard to deal with and like is i agree with what you said lana kondo was really really brave for speaking out and making her fans who also go through stuff like this feel that they're not alone you know taking that step even though haters may come at her and try and pick at her more she's making it more acceptable to talk about this and she's an asian Yeah. It's so rare to see an Asian talk about mental disorders and eating disorders and uh, no no she doesn't have an eating disorder but you know mm. talking about mental health and you know body image I'm honestly really I I was a fan of her before but this makes, makes me love her so much more as well Okay okay so okay yeah I I do agree with you I guess pathetic is obviously not the right term to use because um we never i mean like i never know what they're going through and yeah yeah i guess i sh- i shouldn't use the word pathetic and okay going on uh moving on to this yeah uh you know talking about your point about Asians i feel that yeah it's very very i mean it's good you know it's good to see the changes that Asians are you know stepping up and talking about mental health talking about this kind of you know this kind of issues but i guess um why we don't i guess why it's such a big issue especially in the asian community i mean we're going to focus on the asian community a lot yeah because you know we are malaysians obviously right so uh why why it's such a big issue you know why asians don't really want to talk about this i guess because um you know i guess i guess asians have always been like okay do correct me or like you know you can you are obviously you can you can disagree to the statement but this is what i feel like, honestly i just feel that sometimes asians are always programmed to look their best i mean like yeah i mean like i know all humans get i you know all humans want to look their best and all humans want to be perfect and all but i feel that um you know the the british the americans and all they uh they've already had their i mean like obviously even among them there are people who are still dealing with insecurities and all but i i want to talk from i'm going to talk about this from a race perspective yeah i'm not trying to be racist here but i'm um yeah i'm trying to make you guys understand 
these people, even if these people were like, you know, from a race perspective, even if they were dealing with this kind of issues already, um, at the end of the day, like today and all, these people are generally, on a general basis, these people, the Western people, are generally more respected. You know, people, whenever, you know, even though it's probably not true, but then, you know, society, people's, people's, you know, what people think is something that really matters a lot, unfortunately, in our society yet, right? So, um, you know, when you see a Western guy anywhere, you know, any Malaysian, and I mean, any Malaysian seeing a Western guy, you are probably just going to think that this guy has his life sorted out. You know, he's probably a good person. He's probably more smart, more educated, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like Asians, um, you know, we have been, you know, we have been colonized for so long. And only now are we beginning to like, you know, to prove our word. I mean, I'm not saying that we Asians are not worthy, but maybe only now, like only now in the recent years, are uh, all Asian countries trying to prove their word, you know, and even the, you know, even the Western people are looking at, you know, Asian remedies, you know, looking at Japan, looking at India, looking at, you know, basically any Asian country. So like, I guess it's only now, like only in the recent years that Asians are getting the, again, you know, are getting the, I'm not going to use the word fame, but only in the recent years, uh, people are discovering the good things about Asians. Like before this, we have all been in the fear of being decolonized by any Western region. It doesn't matter, not only in Malaysia, but, you know, in any other country as well. So I guess because of that, you know, it's, you know, because of that, Asians are always determined to do their best wherever it, wherever they are. You know, it's, it's. I think like, you know, like in Malaysia, like so in Malaysia, sometimes people say that the discriminated communities, it is the discriminated communities, you know, the minorities that do well, uh, that do well most of the times compared to majorities. No hate to the majorities, but I'm just saying that this can be a scenario. This is a scenario that actually happens. You know, like uh, a typical example is like when you go to, you go to US or you go to any Western country as an Asian, you always see that Asians, you know, they even, they even have the stereotype that Asians are the people who are the nerds and all. Because, um, you know, obviously not all Asians are nerds, but, you know, we're trying to say, what I'm trying to say here is that Asians have always wanted to do their best because that is their only way to prove their worth. You see, the only way to prove themselves worthy, especially on the international stage, which is something very sad, you know, in my opinion. But yeah, you know, our only way to prove our word was to be, you know, the Asian, let's say in a in a Western country context, you know, to be an Asian that scores perfectly in school, you know, to be that Asian is probably like the best in everything you do. Because like like all minority cases, like even in Malaysia, you know, when you are the minority, you don't you are not being seen much. So to prove your word, you need to do more work than the other average Jew. So I feel that because of that, you know, because of that, I mean, like, it's a good thing, you know, uh, it's a good thing to to work hard, to, you know, to be, you know, to be how, you know, to be how perfect some Asians claim themselves to be. But the side effects is in these kind of things. We don't talk about our weaknesses. We don't talk about our flaws. We don't talk about normalizing mental health. We don't talk about these issues because, yeah, because we don't want to be seen as, you know, like I said, uh, maybe it's because we have been, you know, we have been like decolonized for so long. We have been like, you know, stepped upon for so long. So 
now when we are already given our chance, we just want to prove the best versions of ourselves. And okay, so that was from, you know, that was me general, generalizing this based on race, okay? But, you know, as an individual, we can use the same concept as well. I mean, like, you know, uh, we all want to be the best versions of, of ourselves, right? So because of that, we don't want to talk about these kind of things. I mean, like, even if you don't want to talk about it, um, not wanting to talk about it is one issue. Not wanting to acknowledge it yourself, you know, not wanting to acknowledge it yourself that, you know, uh, body issue is something that you suffer in, you know, not wanting to acknowledge that yourself. That, that is why, you know, trying to sweep everything under the rug. Yeah, so I guess that is why um, we Asians um, deal with a lot of these issues. I mean, like, you know, my analogy and concept might sound crazy, but yeah, I would like to hear your thoughts on this. Okay, so the reason why I believe it's why we don't want to acknowledge it, especially Asians, is mm. because we've always felt the pressure to be perfect. Mm. Like we've always spent our entire lives being compared to other people, to our friends, to our neighbors. And I feel like our parents also were brought up with that. Mm. And it's just like they feel mental illnesses is something that, you know, it's very negative. It's very India, negative. And they feel. Yeah, they feel like it's something you think, so you can just change it. They don't acknowledge that, you know, you may be, you're sick, because that's basically what this is, is a mental illness, body yeah. dysmorphia is a mental illness. And they're just like, you got to be perfect at all times. And that means for women, at least from what I grew up with, is, you know, you have to, you have to be thin, you've got to not be too modest, but you also have to show up your figure, but in a modest way, you've got to have your hair long. My mom wouldn't let me cut my hair till, till I was like about 20 and I did it without her knowing. Oh, wow. um, okay. Yeah. You know, you got to wear makeup, but not too much makeup. You know, you can't be available to all the guys, but you got to be charming in that way. So we've always like for women, I'm not, I can't speak for men, but we're just pressured to be the ideal wife to a man like I'm a brown Asian and I'm not going to say that my parents wanted me to be a wife but that's mm -hmm. what one of my grandmothers wanted me to be yeah so admitting that you know you have something like if this more body dysmorphia or having an eating disorder you know just saying that oh I don't feel so good this way it's it takes apart that perfect image and you're just like no you have to be perfect we cannot be anything less than perfect yeah, and that's the problem. And once you know, once you take it out, it just crushes them. You know, taking out that one imperfection. So that's the problem, actually. Yeah, and also to make things worse, like in Asian culture, it is so normal for aunties, especially, to like pull out, to point it out, be like, mm -hmm. "Oh, you got it. You got you gain weight, ah. Uh. Oh, right. you got that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got you got Oh, don't know how to do makeup, ah. Uh. Or, you know, like, oh, why are you doing your hair like this? Or, why are you wearing clothes like this? You know, like, why basically shaming you for things sometimes you don't even notice. And that's why it's so prevalent. I don't know why people take so much joy in pointing out other people's flaws. Maybe their lives are so miserable. Okay. They have to um, make other people miserable. Yeah, this is one one thing is, yeah, we, I can't deny some machis, you know, machi membawang and all can yeah. be very kepuchi. The another thing which is very, you know, which worries me a lot is that whenever people point out this kind of things like, you know, you're dark and all, like I used to get, um people usually used to say, because my mom is very fair skin and me, um apparently, 
I'm not someone who really cares how my skin is. So obviously when I went to school and all, you know, and you know, when I went to body school and all, I never really bothered of like taking care of my skin, you know, like honestly, even now, I feel like it's only just like last year or what that I even started using like actual face cleanser. Before that, I was just like, you know, using like, you know, just using water and like normal soap. So yeah, which is probably um, detrimental to my skin. Lah. So, but anyway, today I'm not talking about skincare, but yeah, <laughs> going on to this. Um, the problem is, you know, yeah, one is because the smart cheeks are very kipuchi. The another problem is sometimes, you know, sometimes in their weird minds, it's coming from a place of care. And that makes it even more worse. You see, like these machi, these aunties who are like, you know, who have, who you feel who is very, you know, who, who have no work, but trying to like, you know, trying to just nitpick every single flaw with yourself. These aunties genuinely think, sometimes these aunties genuinely think that when they point it out, you know, and when these girls try to be more fairer and more skinnier and, I don't know, more eligible wifey material, then it's more better for the girl. And I'm not going to blame this aunties 100% because they came from an era like that. They had to deal with these kind of pressures. Of course, now, if you talk about this, social media is a very positive platform in this way because a lot of people are getting exposed to body issues. A lot of people are getting exposed to mental health and you know, a lot of people are getting exposed to saying that this is wrong, you know, that it's perfectly normal to have any sort of body size, you know, it's perfectly normal to be happy the way you are and all. But, you know, for even when we're saying it's wrong, we are just saying it wrong. Like, I mean, like, say, how many years ago has mental health been a very big issue among Asians? I feel like it's only just been like probably just a few years ago. So that is why, um, you know, so like for these for these aunties and all, like and maybe for us, this is something very normal. This is something very natural because we grow up, we grow up with social media. We grow up with this concept that these things are wrong. You know, body shaming yourself is wrong. It's, you know, that this is, a, a, we grow up with the knowledge that this is something we have to rectify. This is a flaw that we have to rectify. You know, the flaw that, thinking that you yourself look so terrible, you know, the, the flaw of criticizing your body physique so much, we realize that this is something we have to change. But for these aunties who have been living like this for I don't know how many years, I guess they can't accept it. And that's the problem when these two different generations try to clash and, you know, which is a scenario you always see whenever you bali kampo or you see them for any, you know, any parties and stuff. That's the problem. You see, um, you don't understand why. I mean, that's the problem. You, you don't understand why they are like, you know, why are they criticizing about you getting fat? Why are they criticizing about you, you know, about, you know, why are they, why are they worrying so much about you um, being not eligible enough to get a boyfriend or a girlfriend for that matter? You know, why do they worry so much? But that's the problem. I feel like sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it comes from a place of spite. Like, I'm not going to try to back up this auntie so much, you know, but sometimes it comes from a place of spite. But the problem, the honest problem is when it comes from a place of care, you see, like, I feel like even my own grandmother have told me before that, you know, that I've gone dark, you know, that I've gone dark and I have to do something to rectify my skin. Even my family, even though we are talking about, you know, we are talking about so-called, even though we, we pride ourselves as like so-called people from comfortable backgrounds in the least, you know, in the least to say, but even our older generation, you know, we have people thinking this way, we have people in this kind of perspective and 
yeah, I mean, like, of course, um, people say that, you know, people say that, um, you know, educating the younger generation is something very important. But I do feel that sometimes you do need to educate these aunties as well. But obviously, there's going to be a problem. Not every youngster is like, you know, is going to be brandy enough to like talk back to the auntie and say that, look, auntie, whatever you're saying is wrong, you know, um, please, uh, you know, or to educate the auntie on, you know, on not saying these kind of things so honestly and brutally in that way you see so that's you know the, the whole thing we talk about education you know we we always focus on the youth we always focus on the younger people because it's more easier to mold the younger people right but the problem is these aunties these uncles who believe in this kind of things you know these people who love this generation who love this whatsapp fake news so much these generations need to be educated too so and that's the problem like when you talk about social media social media is a place for the young people you know i mean like i mean yeah we do have some hip grandmas on on instagram and stuff at times but we're talking about the majority you see the majority social media is a place for young people it's not a place for these aunties and uncles and all so yeah you know i'm just putting it out there like, for the young people to think you no know, honestly i'm not wanting i'm not asking you to sympathize with these people but i want you to know that they come from a place with no education so when you talk about mental health you talk about body shaming and all they don't know what's going on. So the least you can do maybe to prevent this issue. And if you really want to like, you know, you want your aunties to change or your, I don't know, even your own mom, sometimes even your own, our own parents may think this way, you know, sometimes whether we want to admit it or not, right? Sometimes even our own parents, you know, our own families think this way. Uh, so I feel like the, the least you can do is, which is something good, which is something very hard, I'll admit. But maybe the least you can do is to talk back a bit I mean, like, I'm not asking you guys to be rude or another hacker or anything, but maybe to give them a glimpse of the exposure, you know, to tell them that this is something wrong, you know, like, um, like probably they didn't know it's something wrong from their era, but like in this era, auntie, what you're saying is wrong. Like, auntie, you can't say things like this, you know, or like, auntie, um, you should know that I'm perfectly happy with anybody size I am, you see? So, yeah, I mean, like, you know, this is something we all have to understand too, like, guys. I mean, like, we are always focused on educating the younger generation. Of course, educating the younger generation is very, is very important. I'm not going to deny that because even among our schoolmates and all, we still see a lot of people getting bullied for these kind of issues. But Another thing we have to think of is that maybe we should start with our own actions, with our own words, to start educating these aunties and uncles as well, even though, you know, that is going to be something really hard. I would like to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, so my rule of thumb is what I always say to everyone is if you can't change something if the, or you or the other person can't change something in one minute, just yeah. don't bring it up. Like, let's say they've got some, you know, something on the side of their mouth. Just say that. You know, like, oh, you put something on the side of your mouth. But if you're going to say, oh, um, you're, you're a bit fat, huh? Or, you, you can't know, yeah. you can't change that. Oh, your skin too dark, huh? Like, honestly, I'm not going to deny that I face that. Like, my own mother tells me that, you know, my skin mm -hmm. color is great the way it is. Mm -hmm. But any darker and I, you know, I won't be pretty anymore. Um, you know, I will, I won't deny that this is something that women are thought. And yeah. I, we are I programmed say to be that yeah. that that specific you know the specific ideal of perfectionism yeah and this is where colorism comes in you know because we're so 
we are so programmed to want to be as close to white people as possible because in Asian mentality, like up till this day, I know so many people who will just say white is the best. You know, if you get a white man or a white woman or you live in a white country, that's that's the best achievement, you know? I know so many families who'll be like, well, if you bring a white man home, you know, you, you've do, done something, you can just chill out over, you know, a well-accomplished Indian man or a white woman. Either way, just a white person. And it's because we're... We're so ashamed. Our culture is so ashamed of how we look like. We try our best to look as much like white people as possible. We dye our hair to look like white people. Like I've known so many hairdressers. Like the moment I go into the store, they're just like, "Oh, you want to rebond your hair because my hair is too curly for them." You know, contact lenses to make us look even more white in that sense. You know, like there's so many things people do to look white, and this is just one. Of them. And I want to say that white people are also known for their thin figures, like, you know, like Victoria's Secret models and all yeah. that. And I feel that's where body shaping also comes in because we are expected to be like that. Mm. Not too tall, though, because that's bad for a husband. But, you know, tall, thin, beautiful, blonde hair, you know, just the perfect. That's what they want. That's what so many people idolize. And I feel that's a root behind so much of the aunties and everything because they really believe white is that much better and mm. the more white we see the better we are the more successful we are at times yeah people do believe yeah that. like yeah. yeah i know so many like i acknowledge that okay i'm eurasian i have a pretty eurasian accent i will say because okay. of you know it's the eurasian households this is how we speak okay and i will acknowledge that that is a privilege in a, in a sense where you know if i go to an interview talking like this and someone goes yeah. with a more Malaysian accent I will probably get the job which is yeah. which is so weird even though the person is more qualified than I am just because I speak yeah more you know white. the moment you have an accent you have a western accent like you know you yes. seem pretty much more I educated. seem smarter right yeah or if someone like I also acknowledge I'm pretty privileged where like you know I'm pretty brown but mm-hmm. I'm still like my brother for example if you look at me and my brother you only would think we're siblings because he is like he is okay you know Anthony Mackie okay my brother has his skin color I think oh, he's wow. even darker than Anthony Mackie yeah okay they give it up and so I know my brother has less privileges than I do I mean he mm-hmm. has this whole male privilege but you know he's darker mm-hmm. than I am mm-hmm. he is more pro- you know so many other comments than I am and again it, that's where colorism comes in we're so desperate to just come up to this white standard and it's it's sad really yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah honestly yeah yeah honestly this is <laughs> it's a very sad episode no no honestly it's um, so sad yeah yeah it's just you know it's very very sad to think that even in the 21st century we are thinking this way but yeah, come on, Malaysia. We are, you know, let, let, let's just put it out. We all do think that way, right? Even even if you don't want to admit, you know, we all do think that way. I feel like the moment you tell, I feel like uh, the moment you tell that, you know, you have some Western blood in you, people are going to look at you differently. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Every time someone asks me, what am I? Uh, I'm, okay, for me, I don't say Malaysian because I feel that erases my identity. So I say I'm Sri Lankan Malaysian. Okay. Yeah. And they're just like, I'm Sri Lankan Malaysian. And you're like, are you sure? You don't look Sri Lankan. 
I mean, like, I look pretty Sri Lankan, but anyway, so then they get it out of me that I'm Clark Scott, and they're just like, you know, they just like, oh, I knew it, you're so pretty, you're so much prettier than others, they, they, they say stuff like that, and I'm just like, yeah, I, I, it's unwanted, it's like, I don't want to be considered prettier just because I have Scott blood, it's, it's so dilute, it is so tiny, like, I'm Sri Lankan, I am more Sri Lankan than anything else, and if you think I'm pretty, great. Think the Sri Lankan Malaysian is pretty. That's it. That's the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Don't think I'm pretty just because I have Scotland. It's just, I don't know. It's disgusting to me. I despise it. It's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, honestly, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but it yes, is. That's what, that's what people want to believe, right? You know that that faint tint of something that they idealize so much. You know, honestly, like you know, it's. I think it, uh, now we are talking about idolizing the Westerns. You see, in the future, it's going to be idolizing the Koreans. You see, like let's say you see anyone with the Korean blood, or like you know, they're probably going to say like, oh no wonder you look handsome or pretty because you know you have a Korean blood. So yeah. Oh my god, we're gonna be started like that. on that, man. Dude, like in 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 freaking America, white people are out there in the sun giving themselves skin cancer. To have skin color that yeah. Indians usually have, yeah. like they are really out there roasting themselves, yeah. absorbing all that UV rays, trying to look like us. And then they like some some white people have the audacity to tell us off about it, like being looking the way they want to look. This happened to a friend in Malaysia. Okay, she's uh, I'll protect her identity, but basically yeah. she's Filipino. She's okay. moved here. So she's here doing her grocery shopping and this white man literally comes up behind her and it's, she, he thought she was Korean and he was just like, oh, these damn Koreans just taking so long holding everyone up. And this man in this country, this white man told this Filipina girl in a Malaysian country, in a Malaysian okay. grocery store okay. to go back to her own country. Mm. And, he, he, and he's a white man. He's a white man. like. Okay. They really have, they, and this is, I don't know why. I don't know why we allow this, but it's because we allow this that white people come to Malaysia thinking they're so much better. Like, we'll never rebond your hair, but you can straighten it for events here and there. So that's why I destroyed beautiful, long, curly hair. And I destroyed it because I kept thinking, oh, straight was the way. And then I went to this one hairstylist in Pratamas. Um, I've been going there ever since. And they take care of my hair so well. They make me love having curly hair. Mm. And I have not gone to anywhere else. And I've never had to deal with the, with the race comments anymore about mm. being like, oh, you know, girl like you, you know, you already have dark skin. Mm. You want to have nice hair. That's what someone, a hairstylist actually said to me. And I was just like, oh I am God. not coming back here ever again. The fact that and you say that this straight is something, to your face. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah, mm. really. Like they really, it's a place of concern. They really think, oh, that's what's going to make you beautiful. Like, mm. and like there was a time where I really loved having straight hair and then now I'm just like, man, I really do love having curly hair. And that's it. It should be for you. If you want to get straight hair, if you have curly hair, that's up to you. It's as long as you think that's right for you. Not because someone's pressuring you into it or thinking that you're not like, oh, you're only prettier if you have curly, if you only have straight hair, if you have curly hair. And it's funny because those same, those same hairstylists, when my Chinese friends go in, they're just like, oh, you know what you need? You need a perm. Like, you just told me to strengthen my hair and you told her to spare my hair. Like, I don't know whether it is that you're just trying to get us to spend more money because rewanting would be more expensive than, you know, just uh-huh. like a trim and perming would be more expensive than, you know, like just getting a temporary curl. But I don't know. I don't know for sure. And to be fair, I just, I am just done with it at this point. 
I know how many tattoo parlors like I've got tattoos and they'd be like oh no your skin's too dark to do this and I'm just like my artist has had no problem before and they're like oh no it's it's too hot like like Mm. just because my skin's dark my skin is dark I put in air quotes because I don't think I'm that dark because all I'm brown but I don't think I'm dark because Mm. you know not that like I don't have the same issues other people have yeah and yeah it's just it's just really really sad it's it's so sad talking about these issues that they're so prevalent in our society like mm-hmm. they actually think it's okay it's okay for makeup artists to go like oh no you should try whitening your skin sometime and it's just like it's awful anyway one of your questions talk about you know acting your physical self and everything mm-hmm. like altering getting plastic surgery and yeah, I, I was actually just gonna that. ask about that yeah please go on <laughs> Yeah, that's something I really wanted to talk about because like I know a few people who you know like really want to get lip fillers or you know they want to get stuff done on their face mm-hmm. and my advice is just like I mean like if you want to take my point of view if okay. you want to do it for you if that's going to give you that boost of confidence go for it because it's your mm-hmm. body if you you can do whatever you want the, your body is a temple and you are the god that it worships that's what I've always said and to be fair like if you really think you'll be prettier with, you know, more lips or, you know, like getting a liposuction or anything, I say go for it. But do the research, do the research of what can go wrong. I know so many YouTubers who don't got lip fillers at one point of time and have done videos talking about how bad it is and why they took it out because, you know, how it breaks and stuff. So just make sure you're well informed before doing a decision like that, making something so big. But I don't agree with it if it's pressured. If you really feel like, oh, you're, if someone's going, oh, no, you know what? You're only pretty if you get bigger boobs. Like, do it for you. Yeah. That's my only, that's, that's my, that's my opinion on it. Like, I alter my body when I get my tattoos or when I get piercings or whatever. Like, that is altering my body too. And it's because it's my form of self-expression. Mm-hmm. It's how I feel comfortable in my own body. So I'm not going to stop anyone else from doing the same thing. What are your thoughts? Um, I do agree with what you say because um, I feel that, you know, you talk about this, it can be a sensitive issue also. If let's say you're talking from a religious aspect, you know, people wouldn't say that, you know, you should be, you know, you should be lucky, grateful with what God has given you and all. So yeah, it's actually very, very individual. But my point of view, I mean, like, if you're someone who wants to follow the religious path, go for it. I mean, anything that makes you happy, you know, to be honest. But um, if you're someone who wants to, I mean, like, it's, I, what I want to say that it's not wrong to change who you are. I mean, like to change how you are, you see, to change your physics, it's absolutely not wrong. But with the intention that you're doing it for your happiness, the, and that is something, I think that's something you really need to think about. Like, you know, you have to really sit down and think that, am I doing this for the sake of my happiness? Or am I doing this to be liked more or to be, you know, to blend in society more? Or, you know, for the perfect ideals. Because one thing you have to accept is once you start on plastic surgery, one of okay, KB, you know, like what you said, you know, there are side effects. Those are things you have to remember. It can also be dangerous. So make sure you do your research, get someone who is really, really good in this, you know, and yeah, the finance and all, yeah, you know, all of the other than all these factors. Um, the another thing that's going to happen is once you do plastic surgery, I feel that it's going to show, okay, it's going to show. And if you're comfortable with it, then okay. But one thing, if you're trying to do this to blend in society, to not get hate comments and stuff, um, 
maybe after the plastic surgery, your hate comments will be about something else. One thing every human, you know, any anyone has to accept is that you're going to be hated for something all your life. Like maybe when I was small, when I was younger, people hated, uh, I mean, I was not hated, but I got a lot of hate comments because I'm I'm more on the petite side. I'm very, very small. I'm very short. I'm very small for my age. You know, until today when I go out, some people tell that, oh my God, ingatkan, uh, you know, they thought that I'm a 12-year-old kid or 13-year-old kid, but I'm 21. You see, I get that a lot. And it, it doesn't help matters when I go out with my younger brother. You know, people say that he looks, he looks older than me and all you see and then now as i grow up you know people criticize me for not speaking my mother tongue well and then now when i'm and then now at this point of time people i do get hate comments for people you know from people saying that i speak out too much you see that for me being very raw and honest so yeah you know what i'm just going to say is that at every point of your life people are going to criticize you for something well okay so you have to decide for yourself you know it's it, it i mean of course it's not easy okay please don't get me wrong just because i know we it sounds very easy that we're saying we're talking about this all year so you know it's uh, and you guys probably say that you don't know what i feel yeah i don't know what you feel i still feel that i come from a very very privileged position and i'm super grateful for that and yes i may not know how does it feel to be as discriminated as you? Even if I had my fair share of discrimination, you know, I wouldn't know how does it feel to have people talk about you, to have people pinpoint about your flaws and all. And yeah, you know, as a human, I'm really sorry that you have to go through that. You no, know, I'm really sorry that this world has been such a shitty place to you, you know. But honestly, um, you know, if you you have to take an effort, you know, to decide whether people's words are worth your happiness and you know as someone who has been living under the shell for so long who has been so scared with everything people criticize who wanted to blend into a certain race and society so much once upon a time because i was so scared you know i was so scared i was terrified when the stigmas people put on me because they were not stigmas that i was used to i mean like i was not even like those people they were describing me as you know so yeah, you know, as someone like that, I'm just going to tell you that trying to fit in or trying to trying to fit in to be anyone right is not going to bring you happiness, because at the end of the day, we humans are so beautifully unique. I think I've mentioned this in in my other episodes as well. You know, we are also beautifully unique, and that and that is actually the beauty of humanity. We are all so different. You see, so yeah, there are going to be people who say that you know, um, you know, like like what Zoe said. Um, there are people going to ask, like you know, people going to say that I love you with long hair. But there are probably going to be many others who just love you the way you are. You know, who just love your curls. You know, love how gorgeous you look in them. You know, so they're just going to be people. You know, one thing you have to remember is that, you know, despite having haters who hate you for whatever you represent. There are going to be people who love you for what you are. And, you know, instead of just focusing on the hate, I know it's so easy to just focus on that one hate comment. And even though you have, you know, a lot of compliments, you have all this, oh, you're gorgeous, you're beautiful, blah, 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 positive comments. It's just so easy to focus on that one single nasty comment on your Instagram post or anything. It's so easy to focus on things like this. I know, I know. But honestly, guys, you have to you have to make an effort to love yourself even more and you have to make an effort to you know it, it, it's a, it's an ongoing journey i'm not going to say that by a month you're going to be immune to what people say 
you know, sometimes for some people, it has been 10 years and they are still so afraid of, you know, a certain flaw, you know, a certain insecurity. But, you know, what I want to say, what I, what I basically want to say is that we do not have to apologize for what we are. We do not have to apologize for being fat or for being skinny or for being short like me, even though it's very annoying, you know, when people come and give you comments like, oh, uh, tak cukup makan ke? Or like, you know, does does your parents give you food? Like, I mean, like, to people out there, thank you. I mean, like, thank you so much for your concern, but I do get enough food. I mean, like, I do agree. I don't eat as much as the next as the next person, but I'm so happy the way I am. I'm not going on diets. I'm not anorexic, for God's sake. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. And I'm just happy the way I am. You see, like, even though I might seem very small, very short and stuff for you, I'm just happy the way I am, you see, even though I might seem like a very small kid, you see, because like for one person, I seem like a very small kid, but for the other person who listens to me talk and stuff, they say that, oh my God, you're way too mature for your life, for your age. You know, at 21 years old, you should use your time to club, you know, to go clubbing, to drink alcohol. You don't even drink. Like, oh my God, are you living your life? Guys, you're never going to satisfy anyone. So you know, just don't make the effort. Don't make the effort to try to fit in. I'm not the average person of my of my race. I don't fit in in a Malay. I don't fit in with the Chinese. I don't fit in to any race. You know, when people look at me, sometimes people say that, oh, you're not the average this, 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 yeah. I mean, like, I thought the people from your age, uh, I mean, from your age, sorry, from your race, they're supposed to be like this, like this, like this. Yeah, it is annoying to get this kind of comments, you know, but honestly, you making the choice to be what you want to be, that's the best decision you could ever make. You know, and yeah, of course, like I said, it's not going to be easy to ignore this kind of annoying comments. But honestly, you trying to fit into yourself, at the end of the day, you're just going to realize, you know, the sad truth, you know, the sad truth that you're going to realize is that you will never satisfy anyone. And, you know, since you're not going to satisfy anyone, why are you going to settle down doing something you don't love? Why are you going to settle down expressing yourself in the way you don't like you know life is so short guys like i don't know like you know with this pandemic and all we don't know when we're gonna die honestly putting it up there i don't know when am i gonna die i don't know you know honestly i don't know how you know sometimes we just forget how precious human lives are you see we just forget that you know and yeah, no, I'm just going to tell you guys, if plastic surgery is something that makes you happy, if you want to have that more, you know, that more fuller lips or the bigger butt or, I don't know, smaller butt in any sense, if you want to be that way and you feel that's something that makes you happy, go for it. But, you know, like I said, always, you know, it's, um, you know, I feel that self-reflection it's an ongoing journey, you know, you, do, you don't just, you don't just, just reflect one day and then suddenly feel that, oh, I know everything about myself, I'll never be insecure anymore. Humans are not programmed that day. We, are all, we always get new insecurities, new worries to think about as life goes on, right? So I feel that it's always important for you to ask yourself, any decision you want to make, plastic surgery or not, rebonding your hair or not, you know, any decision you want to make. I know there's only people out there that's going to say that, be happy in your own skin. Uh, yeah, you know, people are going to say that, be happy in your own skin, love your own skin and all. Um, probably uh, to those who want to kacham me, those who want to hate me, you can. But I'm just going to say this. What I'm going to say is that if being happy in your own skin is not something that makes you happy, 
then I guess it's trying to take plastic surgery. A lot of people might 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 say that this is wrong. You know, you're supposed to be, you know, you're supposed to admit yourself, you're supposed to be happy with who you am. But honestly, I do understand how sickening it can be because even as someone who doesn't care about beauty standards, I have been discriminated so much. I've been I've even got bullied so much my schooling days because of you know me not fitting in to the certain the certain form of ideals, you see, to this certain form of perfectionism. So, yeah, I mean, what I'm going to say is that um, if you want to be fair skin and, you know, if you feel that plastic surgery, doing these kind of things are the things that could bring you happiness, then do it. But think back, always reflect and ask yourself, are these the things that's going to make me happy? And one thing you guys have to remember is that happiness does not, it's not happiness is not equal equivalent to people's satisfactions. Just because people love you, that doesn't mean you're happy. And just because people hate you, that doesn't mean you're depressed either. So that is something you guys all have to think about. So if you want to change your physique, you want to do whatever you want to do, do it for the fact if it makes you happy. But don't do it, you know, don't do it for people's satisfactions because at the, end, at the end of the day, we can't satisfy everyone, you know. People are just going to criticize us for whatever we are. I mean, like, even if you are, like, the most successful person out there, they're still going to criticize you on the small things, you know. Like, maybe if you can run, they're probably, they're probably criticizing you. They probably criticize you for walking awkwardly. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm just putting it out there. We are all going to be criticized or hated for, for something, you know, for some single sort of thing. And as a human, I feel that's totally fine you know because we are humans at the end of the day we are not perfect you know we're not angels you know we're humans and if you know honestly it doesn't work you know it's not worth the energy to think about this kind of people even though sometimes like you know like what we discussed earlier these kind of comments come from people you love you know these kind of comments come from a place that care you know that a place of concern you know but honestly you, I feel like, you know, you have to decide what is the best for yourself. If you're happy with the way you are, do that. If you want to change your physique for, you know, for you, for you thinking that that will bring you happiness, do it. But don't ever do it because of what society says. Because at the end of the day, I don't think anyone fits in society's, yeah, I don't think anyone fits in society's labels, society's, you know, the in the boxes that our society have. Because I feel that even those Victoria's Secret models, <laughs> even they have their own insecurities. It's just that we don't know what they are. You see, like for those people living those amazing, amazingly cool lives on social media, they all have their own worries. It's just that we don't know what they are. It's just that maybe they, they, they have not shared it. And yeah, not everyone have to share their struggles and worries in order for you to understand them. You know, what, what you guys have to know is that everyone has their own struggles Life is a really shitty for you as a person. So the least you can do is to be kind to people. And to most importantly, you know, most importantly, just be kind to yourself. You know, what do you want I to agree. say? Yeah. Yeah, it's just that, yeah, I agree with everything you said. Just, yeah, always do research. On top of that, make sure you do your research. Make sure you know exactly what you're getting into and what are the long-term effects of this. Like, how, can, how is it going to affect you? Okay. Um, 
Okay, so um, we have reached to the end of our episode. I do, I really enjoyed our conversations, to be honest. So this is a bit short. I felt that time flew exceptionally fast in this particular episode. Oh yeah, episode. it did. Yeah, maybe because we, we are talking like about four. something so normal. So yeah, I mean like we are talking about something that we have all been victims of. Maybe that's why we enjoyed ourselves a little too much. So no, I honestly enjoyed the conversations. This episode of honestly it's not only on body shaming we talked about perfectionism as a whole and yeah um i know i'm, I'm totally happy with that thank you so much zoe for coming on you know like oh it's I don't my know pleasure you. thank you for having me yeah i don't know you you don't know me but you graciously accepted the offer so thank you so much for that you know keep in touch you know honestly keep in touch the best thing of having my own podcast i feel is that having the chance to have new friends and you know to have critical yes. conversations with people like you you know so yeah you taught me a lot today as well you see uh sometimes uh you know like like i said we all come from a place of privilege and even i myself you know i, I i'm humbly going to admit uh that whenever whenever i see issues like this i see body shaming issues or any sort of issues you know in general um sometimes i feel that why is that you know i do have thoughts of like why is that person not strong enough or like why is you no know, why can't the person suck, suck it up you know like you know what is you know what is the big deal you see like you know like and i'm i'm not and i am humbly saying this because yeah i come from a place of privilege as well you see but that is why you know that is the reason why it's so important to have conversations like this it's so important to share stories like this because i feel that stories are the best way for you to empathize on someone and for you to look at it from that person's lens at least just for a few minutes you know so yeah thank you so much for coming on in the show i enjoyed our conversation so much you know and like you know like what i said earlier you know like what i said earlier coming on to the podcast i didn't know whether this kind of conversations are going to make that big of a change because at the end of the day body shaming still happens we still have those annoying aunties we still and we still hate our bodies you see at the end of the day even i myself sometimes you know i do i do i do want to be i don't know i for me i guess i just want to be a bit more taller you know not not because it would satisfy people but yeah maybe with me being a bit more taller and stuff people would not look at me as a kid much you know i would actually be recognized as the adult that i am you know but yeah you know we all have our own struggles we all have our own insecurities at the end of the day it's a journey like guys it's a journey to accept yourself and yeah it's and also to those people who love you know to all those aunties i do know there are some aunties listening in to this yeah so it's not all the aunties, you know so all those aunties listening this up please la please la honestly um you know i know you're super concerned you want your daughter to find the perfect husband or i don't know you want you want your child to be you know as perfect as the child could be but you know honestly at the end of the day um you saying all of this doesn't you know even though your niya is by even though you come from a place of concert your actions are wrong your actions are wrong you know we just putting it out there your actions are wrong so please do educate yourself talk to your daughters talk to those kids who have criticized so much you know talk to them and ask them how they're feeling you know because sometimes you might not know that they have been dealing with this insecurity so long and they're just putting on a facade you know they're just acting to be so 
you know, to be so okay outside, but you never know what you're feeling. And, you know, that's the most dangerous part. You never know what your loved ones are feeling and all. And then when it becomes, you know, it drags on to really serious issues like suicide and stuff like that, only then do we regret, only then do the tears fall. But what's the use? You know, what's the use? After, you know, what's the use? After, what's the use crying over spilled milk? You know, what's the use? You know, because we, we might never know the, the, you know, our actions of just, you know, what we feel as of like very small actions of criticizing anyone, these are the type of things that could just, you know, that could just make someone feel so bad to the point that, you know, they decide to take their life. Or even if, even if they don't decide to take their life, they don't see life as life anymore. You see, they just feel so, you know, they just feel so hollow. And, you know, sometimes they're just like empty shells trying to just get through life. And as someone who has almost been in that stage, I don't want anyone to feel that way. So yeah, guys, please be a bit more mindful. You know, if you want to advise your friend, you know, a friend who's probably a bit more on the bigger side, you want to advise your friends telling that, you know, um, it's important to stay healthy and all, that is, that, is, that is okay. But, you know, always question yourself. Your advices, is it really coming from a place of concern? And even if it's coming from a place of concern, is it really helping the person in a healthy way? So yeah, I'm just going to leave you guys with that. Thank you so much, everyone. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.